Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Wow. <laughs> oh, whew. I feel pretty happy this morning. <laughs> uh, it's so good to see people that, that we've loved for a long time. You know, Jesse and Jessica, Chris and Josie, the Castleburys are here somewhere. I saw Gus. And just, oh, And I think I'm falling in love with all the rest of you really quickly. (laughs) Linda and I uh, pastored a church in a ski resort in Colorado for 10 years. Too bad we had to. (laughs) But the thing about a ski resort is people, it's so transient. People move in and move out so fast. And so our MO was you have to fall in love fast. (laughs) And so we can do that. (laughs) We can do that today. We can fall in love with you really fast. You know, if you take too much time falling in love with people, they might just move on. (laughs) So just go for it. (laughs) If you don't have enough love in your heart, he does. And guess where he lives? Right in there. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Whew. Oh, my goodness. We, we were singing about, um, I, I don't know, the word wonder, open my eyes with wonder, or something like that. And, and ah, the key to life in Jesus is to keep the wonder. And so what I would like to, this is a really simple message, I just like to expound on how to stay in wonder. Would you like to stay in wonder every moment? I mean, just in the wonder, in the absolute awe of God. I want to share a a testimony. I've got notes here that, who knows, maybe I'll look at them. (laughs) If if they're open, there's a better chance. (laughs) Can I share a testimony? A testimony of wonder. Okay, this is one of my favorite testimonies of the past year. There was a, um, a young woman. I, well, I oversee the healing rooms at Bethel Church in Redding, California. Yay, woo! How many of you have ever been to the healing rooms? All right. Was it fun? Yay. Did you get healed? All right. <laughs> Yay. Um, so last summer, a young lady came to the healing room. She was 24 years old, I think. And she had, her, her jaw went, at a, I think it went actually towards her right side, but it, it had been broken when she was six years old and completely bent out of shape. So her beautiful young lady, and her face went like that and then jutted over to the side, and she was in constant pain for 18 years, constant pain, chewing, um, TMJ, just everything was painful to her. And so she came to the healing rooms. Actually, she came for something else, but... When I looked at her, I just... I just felt the heart of the Father. And I just went up to her and I I put my hands on her face. And then all of a sudden, it was like the softest thing in the world. Her face just straightened. Whoa! Her eyes got about that big. All the pain left. 
<laughs> now, I can't do that. If I was trying to do that... <laughs> But I want to tell you about the ease of Christ. Ooh. To say, it's easier than I thought. <laughs> That's the good news. Hey, this gospel is good news. So, <laughs> so um, you know, after her face straightened, I mean, she, the gal with her was hugging her. They're crying. They're hugging. And I, I felt the love of the Father go out. I, I said, can I just, I just want to hug you and give you a Father's blessing. She goes, yeah. And so I hugged her. And as I gave her a Father's blessing, I'm just praying over her and loving her. And all of a sudden, I just saw this flash movie. And I knew that when she was six years old, it was her father who punched her in the face and broke her jaw. I just kept loving her and loving her, blessing her. And then as I stepped back, she said to me, can I tell you what just happened? And I hadn't, hadn't said anything about it. She said, when you hugged me, Jesus took me all the way back through my past and he took away all the terror. <laughs> oh. Saved, healed, and delivered. <laughs> That's a good day. The good news is that our salvation, our healing, and deliverance, it's not a bunch of linear facts, logical explanation, you know, and, and theories. It's a person. Our salvation, healing, and deliverance is a person. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, it, it, it says, After you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, you believed into him. You see, we believe into a person, and he is our healing. He is our salvation. He is our deliverance. It's not all the stuff that we can do. So many people want to know. Um, I, I teach a class at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and I love it, especially when the German and the Swiss students come. <laughs> Some of you are laughing, so you know. Um, <laughs> you know, the logical mindset that wants to know, how do you get someone healed? But at a certain level, we all want to know that. How do we get somebody healed? <laughs> Our healing is not a bunch of facts, it's a person. And it doesn't happen because we know a bunch of facts. It happens because we know a person. Whoosh. Oh. So would you like to know the number one key for breakthrough in every area of your life? Yes? No? Yes? No? <laughs> ha! <laughs> Come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the way we stay in wonder. The number one key for breakthrough in every area of life, it's just to recognize that he's here. Just to recognize it. Now, we're having wonderful worship like this. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and you feel his presence in ways. How many of you felt the presence of God as we're worshiping? Okay. 
Did anybody see any manifestation of the presence of God? I mean, sometimes, okay, some people. Okay, we can, we can know the presence of God because we feel. What did you feel? What do you feel in the presence of God? Just shout out some things. Joy. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, there are all of these feelings, and, and sometimes when we see, we can, we can see light, we can see manifestations, angelic manifestations, anything might happen. But that doesn't happen all the time. If we waited for these sensory experiences of knowing his presence, we'd have to take the worship band to Walmart with us. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. But the way that we can recognize his presence all the time is because his word says he's put his Holy Spirit inside us. His word says we're temples of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. It says Christ is in us, the hope of glory. It says the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Whoa! And the spirit who raised Christ from the dead gives life to my physical body by his spirit who lives inside of me. So the way we keep our wonder is we just begin to meditate what we were singing. All his promises are yes and amen. We just start meditating on those things. God, you say you live in me. He says when two or three are gathered in his name, he's right here in the midst of us. And... The key is just recognize that he's here. We're not crying out for him to come. We're not pleading him to, for him to come. We're not talking to a distant God that's far away. He's here. Now, if I came into this room and nobody recognized me, nobody said hi to me, you know, I could sit anywhere, you would have access to anything that I had, but you wouldn't be accessing it because you didn't recognize that I was here. He's always here. Yes, he's ever-present, omnipresent. But there's this step that we take in our mind, in our heart, where we just turn our attention to him and recognize, oh, you're here. And see, this is the key to breakthrough in every area. When somebody comes with a face that's contorted, you know, in our logical mind, we step back and we go, well, I don't know how to do that. There's nothing... Everybody's prayed for her. Nothing's ever happened. You know, we think ourselves asunder. But when we recognize he's here, we don't have to know what to do. Ha! That's good news. You don't have to know what to do. You just go, oh, Jesus, you're here. And then the next question follows on it. It's really a good question to ask. Next time you recognize he's here, just ask this question. What do you want to do right now? That's what Jesus did. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear him say. He, he, he walked this earth in wonder, just watching. Papa, what are you doing? What are you saying? And then he just shared what he saw and what, and, and what the father said. He didn't have to know. He didn't have to think it up. Ha! You don't have to think. <laughs> if you don't want to. But when you think, think on what he says is true. He lives inside of you.
I mean, when, anybody ever get sick or need healing? <laughs> we just went through this. <laughs> How are you feeling, Linda? Better? Better. Yay! <laughs> um, so a week ago, I don't know why I'm looking at my watch. It <laughs> doesn't even tell me when a week was. <laughs> but a week ago was Christmas, right? Yeah? Remember? Way back then? <laughs> ha! <laughs> um, it, it was Christmas, and I had poison oak for Christmas. Oh, man, that's from the devil. <laughs> that is, my entire face was swollen, and, and my hands, I still have some little red marks left on my hands, but it was horrible. Who wants poison oak for Christmas? No! Um, and, and so stuff happens, and sometimes we get healed instantly, and sometimes, for some reason, and I, I'm not saying it's the will of God, just who knows why things last. It doesn't matter whether it's immediate or it's progressive. The truth is the truth. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, and he's giving life to my physical body. He's taking away symptoms and empowering this physical body. And no matter what the symptoms say, I'm going to meditate on the truth. And I'm going to keep meditating on the truth. And so many people ask us, you know, what do you do when somebody doesn't get healed? Has anyone ever thought that question? Anyone ever asked that question? My first answer is, well, what do you do when they do get healed? Because <laughs> I like to keep my mind and attention on what he is doing and who he is and what he says. Because, you know, why aren't they getting healed? Why am I not getting healed? Do you know that's the wrong question? And there is no answer to that question. Okay, say you're, you're God and you're on the throne in heaven. You're surrounded by 10,000 times 10,000 of angels worshiping God. And this word comes up. Why aren't you healing me? The angels go, what, what was that noise? I, I didn't understand the sentence. <laughs> God looks at the son. The son looks at the father. I, I, I don't know. What, what was that question? I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. You see, it doesn't make any sense. Jesus paid the full price for all our healing. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Here's, the, here's Papa sitting on the throne, and he has this great idea. He says, I'm going to forgive all their sins and heal all their diseases. Doesn't it say that in the Word? Yes. He has this great idea. All sins forgiven, all sickness and disease healed. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and he goes, yes! I say yes to that promise, Papa. I paid so they could have that promise with my own blood. It's a done deal. And so our question, why aren't I getting healed, doesn't make any sense. There is no answer to it. What's the right question? Oh, God, you're here right now. What are you doing right now? That's the right question. What are you? And then we get to see what the Father's doing and connect with that. Because we are so often connected to the problem instead of the answer. And this is a poverty mentality. The problem is so big. Let's just do a prophetic act. Okay, can we do a prophetic act? 
Okay, let's take the problem that's so big. And everybody reach out your hand, put your hand on the little flusher on the toilet, and make a flushing sound. (laughs) Bye-bye. We want to focus on the answer. And the answer is Jesus. Oh, he has a name. Jesus. Say his name. Ah, oh, he's the answer. Well, Jesse and I were just remembering an instance when Jesse and Jessica and I were in uh, Georgia and Alabama on that funny trip. Uh, we, we ended up going to this lady's house who had MS. And, and she wasn't in a wheelchair, but she could barely walk. Did she have a walker or two crutches or something? Yeah, a walker. And, and she had dropped foot. She couldn't lift up her foot. And she was so wanting to get healed. And we were praying for her. And she was so wanting. And she was concentrating on her foot, trying to lift her foot. And I said, stop. Because she was concentrating on, concentrating on drop foot. I said, stop, stop, stop. And she had a piano. I said, hey, Jesse, would you just play that piano? He just starts worshiping God. We start worshiping God. And Jessica gets out her phone and takes a movie of the lady tapping her foot to the worship music. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Oh, the next day she walked two miles. Whoa. (laughs) Oh. Say it's easier than I thought. We have to stop looking at the problem and magnifying the problem. In Psalms it says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's look at him through the magnifying glass so that he's the biggest thing that we see. And take our eyes off the problem. So many times, um, you know, people are, they're trying to get healed. Oh, they're trying to get healed. (laughs) They're trying so hard to get healed. (laughs) If it happened through trying and striving in our own effort, we'd all be healed. But it happens through his effort on the cross. And so sometimes the... The best prayer is two words. Repeat after me. I quit. <laughs> ha! <laughs> I quit trying to be holy. <laughs> oh dear. sacrilege (laughs) wait but God's word says be holy for I am holy (laughs) and when you hear be holy for I am holy do you start thinking oh I've got to stop watching those Netflix videos I've got to stop watching those movies I've got to stop I I need to start reading my Bible more I need to go I need to pray more When God says, be holy, for I am holy, it's an impartation of holiness. Ho! What's the name of that spirit he put inside of you? Oh, my goodness. That's all the holiness there is in the universe. And he lives inside of you. It's the outflow of the life of God that makes you holy. Not you're striving or trying to do anything. Your striving doesn't get anybody healed. Your striving doesn't make you holy. Your striving doesn't make you better. It's the outflow of the life of God. Now, it doesn't mean that there's no effort or no involvement on your part. It's that partnering with him. I'm not going to partner with the size of the problem. I'm going to partner with the size of my Jesus. 
and I'm going to recognize that he's right here. He's not far away. He's not just at church on Sunday. He's every day in me. I wake up and he's inside of me. And I want to get to know him better. And I want to go through God's word meditating on all he says about what his life in me does. Let's see. How much of this can we do? Where shall we go? Ha ha. Ha. Oh, Jesus. You know, when you're praying for someone to be healed and you've constantly, you take your attention off the problem, you look to Jesus, you say you're here, you recognize he's here, you ask what he's doing, you release healing. The thing, one of the keys that we ask people is we ask them, what are you experiencing that's different? We don't say, how's your pain now? Because they're focused on pain and they go, oh, yes, I still have pain. It might have gone down from a 10 to a 9.7, but I still have pain. When it goes from a 10 down to a 9.7, we go, yeah, his foot's in the door. And what that means is, that you're in your house of pain. Jesus comes knocking at the door of your pain. Pain goes to the door to see who it is and opens the door and Jesus sticks his foot in the door. (laughs) 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 When his foot's in the door, he has taken the house. So the key is, I wanna know what you're doing right now. I wanna know the now of God. I want to know the now of God. And so we, we, we take, you know, take inventory. What's different? You know, say you've been having migraines for 20 years every single day. It's, you know, just driving you nuts. We pray. What's different? What do you experience that different? Well, my feet are tingling. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> He's starting at the bottom, working his way up. Come on! (laughs) We're just, we're really renewing our minds and learning to think differently. We're learning to align ourselves with the wonder of who he is and what he's doing instead of this control freak up here running the show. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want to read something out of the word. The, I read something really good in here. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to, oh yeah, I think I'm going here. <laughs> John, Gospel of John chapter 14. Let's see if we've got lots of time. Ha. <laughs> In the Gospel of John chapter 14, it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Who's speaking? Jesus. Yeah, it's in red letters in my Bible. That's how I know. Ha <laughs> ha. I like to read the red stuff. <laughs> you know, and a lot of, this is one of those ver- verses. I, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of reading of verses that we skim over because it's like an introduction, and I've been staying in them going, oh, wait, I'll bet there's something really good in here. He says, you believe, you believe in God, 
believe also unto me. This is how you don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because we believe in the Father. We believe in God. But as we believe into the Son, as we believe into the Son, all of a sudden I'm in the Son. And the Son is in the Father. The Son is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. Suddenly I'm in the Son and I have total access to the Father. So he says, you don't have to be troubled. Believe in God, yes, that's great. Believe also into me because you're just stepping into your position as a son and daughter and boom, you're connected. How many of you have ever felt disconnected from God? Raise your hand. Okay, it's a lie. Because he moved inside. He likes you so much, he moved inside. And he's not leaving. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Doesn't he say that? All his promises are yes and amen. Okay, so he lives inside of here. You can't be disconnected. Regardless of what your feelings say, you've got to go, wait, you live here. I want to start meditating on what it's like to have you live here. I don't want my heart troubled by feeling distant. Oh, I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to believe into Jesus that, who? I'm in line with the Father and the Son. I'm in the Father. The Father's in me. I'm in the Son. How does that even work? I don't know. Good news is I don't have to know. That's, it's called a miracle. Okay. <laughs> then in verse 2, he says, In my Father's house are many mansions. Isn't this place called the mansion? He said, Ha! Ho! <laughs> You're right in the Father's house. How sweet. <laughs> In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So I was reading this verse, and I thought, okay, there's, there's lots more power in this than I think. You know, a lot of times, maybe we've heard this verse for, you know, Jesus is building a mansion for me in glory land, and it's, you know, he's spending 2,000 years building it. It's going to be so nice. That may be true. But in John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17, he's talking to his disciples about what to do when he leaves and how to bring the kingdom of heaven right here when he goes back to the Father. And so if we look at it from that perspective, he says, um, in my Father's house, that word house, it doesn't just mean the building. It means the building, the residence, but also the household, the family, and all the goods and possessions. This is everything the father, in my father's entire household, everything my father has. There are many, and, and the King James says mansions, but really, um, most of the other translations don't. They'll say dwelling places or places to remain or stay. It's the same word that's used, I think, 18 times in the next few chapters about abide in me. If you abide in me, my word abides in you. It's that abide. And what that word means is to stay, to remain. In all that my father has, there's lots of places for you to just stay. And that word stay, it has three aspects of to stay. There, you know, it, this is all just looking in the Greek dictionary for that word. Okay, one of the, one of the aspects of to stay is to continue to be right now, to be here right now. So in everything my father has, there are lots of opportunities to just be right here now with him. That's where everything happens is in the now of God. In, in healing, in miracles, it's, you know, oh God, I need to be healed, need to be healed. What are you doing right now? Wait, you're here right now. 
What are we doing right now? Okay, so in everything my father has, there are lots of opportunities to just be right here, right now. Okay, the second meaning of to stay means to continue to to stay, stay with endurance. It's that tenacity of rest. I'm going to stay here now and keep staying here now and keep staying here right now. I'm not going to strive. I'm just going to stay here at rest in him and keep staying at rest. I'm going to face my problems. I'm going to walk right into him, and I'm just going to keep staying right here right now with him. Because the temptation is always to, you know, look to the past or look to the future. Look to the future with this, ah, you know, fear or dread. Look to the past with regret. But I'm going to stay in him right now and walk into every situation, not, not giving in to those temptations to look to the past or the future, but to stay now with him. Because he's our now and he takes us into our future as we rest in him right now. Does that make sense? Okay, so this is that abiding word. There's one more meaning for that abiding word. And it means to stay me and not try to be somebody else. Ho! So in my father's household, everything my father has, there's lots of opportunities to me, for me to be right here, right now. Lots of opportunities for me to stay here right now and not be tempted to get off the track into the past or the future, regrets or unfulfilled hopes and dreams. Right here, right now. And there's lots of opportunities for me to just stay me and not try to be somebody else. Jesse leads worship so well. He's so good at it. But if I got up there and tried to be Jesse... It would be funny. (laughs) 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 We're always, there's always this temptation. I mean, I'm on staff at Bethel Church, and I run with giants there. I mean, we have staff meeting, we have testimonies from these amazing giants who are changing the whole world. And if I compare myself to them, I never measure up. But if I go, no, wait, what's the life message you've put in me? God, how are you living your life through me right now, through my life message being fulfilled through you? Okay, so in my father's household, everything he has, there are lots of opportunities for me to be here right now, to stay here right now through every, every opposition, and to resist every temptation to try to be somebody else and to stay me. Okay, so those are two powerful words, aren't they? For, um, you know, house and mansions or abiding places. There's one more word. I go to prepare a place for you. Okay, this is a different word. He said, I go to prepare a place. And that word place means, so it's like if you were out in the country and you're driving through fields and farms and forests and all of a sudden you came to a little village. That would be a place. What it means is, a uniquely inhabited place in the midst of everything. But metaphorically, what it means is a unique person in the midst of an entire assembly. And then going one step further, it means a unique opportunity for acting, okay, in the midst of all choices. And so, 
in all my father's household, everything that he has, his whole family, all his wealth, everything, there are many opportunities for you to be here now with God, to stay here now with him, to resist the temptation to be somebody else. And Jesus has gone and he's prepared a unique opportunity for acting, a unique circumstance, a unique place for you in the midst of the entire family. How awesome is that? When we meditate on these things, this is what I was doing. I was going, oh God, I want to know more about your life in me, my intimacy with you. And I, John 14 through 17, I, like six months I was reading that, those passages again and again and again, just going, oh God, I want to fill myself with his word and promises about who I am in him and who he is in me. Because the world is screaming at us, and our past experience is screaming at us, all that we aren't. You know, the size of the problem is really big. All that you are not. And God is speaking so quietly and lovingly all that we are. And this is our choice. Will I listen to the screams? Or will I listen to the still small voice who declares who I am? And be that person. And get in touch with that in me. And, um, Isaiah, I didn't think, I don't think I used one of these notes. Ha! <laughs> but Isaiah chapter 25. <laughs> See, you always prepare yourself with lots of stuff because you want to feed yourself. But out of the overflow of what you feed yourself, you feed the world around you. So, so nothing's wasted. Okay, so Isaiah 25 is really good. Um, actually, almost all of Isaiah is really good. <laughs> he says, Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. Yay! For you've done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Okay, and then he says a whole bunch of other stuff. Then he says, you've been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the blast of the terrible ones, okay, all those lies of the world, the whole mindset of the world, everything that's against you, it, it's, um, you know, it's a, like a blast. It's, it's, it's like a storm against the wall. You know, all those lies are coming at you, and they're ferocious. But it says here in verse 5, this is Isaiah 25, 5, but you, God, will reduce the noise of aliens. That roar that's coming against you, he's just going to dial it down. As heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud, the song of the terrible ones will be diminished. And it goes on and on about all the good things he's going to do. Um, but when we turn to him, he'll dial down all those lies as he fills us with his truth. But sometimes it's so subtle. It's a choice we have to make to turn that way instead of listening to the roar that's so loud. Oh, Jesus. I think I love you. <laughs> Let's just practice something. <laughs> Ha! <laughs> okay, the key to breakthrough. What, what's that first key to breakthrough? 
recognize he's here. Let's just do that. Let's just turn our attention towards him right here. In the room, but right here too. Let's just turn our attention towards him right here. You're here. Oh, you're here. Turn your heart towards him right here. Oh, you're here. You're here, God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Yeah, just keep your attention turned towards him. He's closer, closer. He's inside. He's around. He's upon. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. He's right here now. The present God, the now. Okay, let, let me ask you a question. How many of you, when we just turned our attention towards him, felt an increased awareness of his presence in any way? Raise your hand. Yeah. See, it's so simple. We didn't even have a worship band. I like worship bands. <laughs> but you can do this anywhere. You can do it at home, at work, driving your car. Oh, my goodness. We don't have traffic where I live. <laughs> the first time I ever came to L.A. was... At in first year or second year that I was at, um, at Bethel, we came down to do an outreach. And I was driving in Linda's car with some other people in the car, and it was rush hour on the L.A. freeway. Which, I, I mean, we come from a mountain village in Colorado, 2,000 people, no stoplights in the entire county. <laughs> so I'm on the LA freeway, you know, rush hour, and it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> and so we, I decided the best possible thing was just to get drunk in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Saturated with his presence. It was so fun. It, I felt like I was driving a video game. <laughs> oh! We didn't have an accident. <laughs> he set his angels all around us. <laughs> oh, you can do it anywhere. Just turn your attention towards him. <laughs> turn your attention towards him and then just really get into that. Him and you and you and him right there. This is, I mean, some people are offended by the concept of drunk in the Holy Spirit. I mean, we are in a nightclub here. <laughs> but, but drunk, I mean, it just means I'm overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed, overdone, undone, saturated, fascinated with his love for me, out of my mind in love with him, because I, my attention is so focused on who he is right now and not on the size of the problems and not even on how I look. Oh, my goodness.
<laughs> I was just, oh, I'll, I'll share one more testimony and then, then could we do some miracles? <laughs> so I was just in South Africa and we did, a, uh, we did a bunch of healing conferences and one of my interns from last year, he's from South Africa and his whole family came to this conference and they're not of our persuasion, they're super conservative, reserved. Um, and his auntie came along, and she, was a, she is a Dutch Reformed pastor. And she, um, which is, I don't know if you know Dutch Reformed, but it, it's super conservative, super, you know, like in the box. You know, very straight-laced lady, very conservative, very sweet. And he introduced her to me. Well, stuff happened that night. Lots of miracles broke out. And then, I mean, people started, like, falling on the floor laughing and doing really... <laughs> unconventional things. I think we had a fire tunnel. And so, dur- you know, during the fire tunnel, sort of at the end, I looked over and there's auntie on the floor flopping around and laughing. So <laughs> I thought, hmm, that's interesting. We-, we found out she got healed. God healed her that night. But she also got totally whacked, drunk in the Holy Spirit, and fell out laughing. So the next night, she came back. And she came up to me and she said, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I went, what's that? She goes, you're just being little children playing with Jesus. <laughs> I went, yes! <laughs> That's it! <laughs> she got it. And so I said to her, well, um, I-, I saw you over there on the floor last night. <laughs> what was that like for you? She said, well, I asked Jesus about that. And he told me he wanted to take away all my inhibitions. And so I told him, Jesus, if you want to take my inhibitions away, you can whack me anytime. Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, the... the Control freak in our head that cares more about how we look to other people than about what he wants to do through us so many times keeps us from the breakthrough. And so this is, I mean, this is what drunk is all about to me. It's just, that doesn't matter. I'm infatuated with you. I want the answer more than the problem. And so let's, let's go after the answer more than the problem right now. Can we do that? And I know in a minute or two, if if you have kids, you might need to go get your kids. I'll let you monitor that. Ha ha. <laughs> so, let's just do this fun, okay? So, if you, have, if you have pain in your body, sickness in your body, if you need healing, stand up, please. <laughs> yes, we can do this. Okay, so um, the thing is, I mean, the, okay, this is the pa- my passion. This is my, my whole purpose for being is I like to go all over the world and I like to see people heal each other. Now, we only do it because of the one who lives inside of us. But, you know, I, this isn't like the 
the healer, the man of God is here. He must pray for you. (laughs) (laughs) The healer is here and he lives inside of you. Okay. So what I want to do is if, is I want everybody to play this game. And the good news is you don't have to know how to play it. I'll coach you, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll just coach you through it. So you don't have to know what you're doing at all. You get to see a miracle. Is that okay? Okay, so if you're, if you're standing up for healing, just raise your hand. And then everyone who's sitting, I want you to find somebody who's standing. If you're husband and wife, go find somebody else just to mix it up. Okay? So everybody find somebody. Um, first, all the people sitting down find somebody. And, and when you find a partner, pull, put your hand down so we can still see who needs partners. Is this okay? <laughs> okay. So may, I might have to get up on the stage so I can see what's happening here. Okay, don't pray. No praying aloud. Uh-oh. You can't pray. That's against the rules. Okay, so wave your hand if you still need a partner. Okay, a few people need partners. If you are sitting and available, join them. Otherwise, just join a group. Two, Two of you that need healing can pray for each other. You don't have to be healed to heal someone else. That's good news. What if we all had to have it all together before we could pray for somebody? Oh, that'd be dreadful. Okay, no praying, no praying. Shh. Okay, shh. Everybody be quiet for a second. Shh. I'm going to just coach you step by step because I want to keep it easy. We have a tendency to make things way harder. Okay, who wants it easy? Yes. Okay, so um, what, if you don't know the person that you're praying for, there's two things I'm going to let you do, and you have about 30 seconds to do them. Um, First, I want you to introduce yourself by your name. And then second, the person who wants healing, you have five words you're allowed to say about what you want healing for. Only five. No long diagnosis, no magnifying the problem. Just where you want us to you know, aim, what we're targeting. Okay, so 30 seconds, go. Okay, no praying, no praying aloud. Shh. <laughs> okay, you should be done. That's about 30 seconds. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, remember, I'm going to coach you so that it's easy. Easy is the name of this game. Okay, so now you know what you're targeting. Okay, um, what's the number one key for breakthrough? <laughs> yep. Recognize he's here. Just, it's Jesus. We're just going to recognize he's here. So everybody in your group, just turn your attention back to him. He lives in you. He lives in the person you're praying for. He lives in the person who's praying for you. Let's turn your attention. He's right here. And guess what? He likes you. He really likes you. And you know what? The, just keep your attention turned towards him. The leper said to him, God, if you're willing, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me whole. You can make me clean. You can heal me. You know what Jesus said? 
He said, I am willing. You know, one day I looked that up because I thought this is really powerful. And there are two Greek phrases. Just keep your attention turned towards him. Two Greek phrases for I am willing. The first one is like, yeah, no problem. You know, it's like, if you want to borrow my truck, yeah, no problem. But that's not the phrase he used. The phrase Jesus used for I am willing means, yes, this is what I was created for. This is what I love to do. This is my desire. This is my purpose in life. This is what I came for. That's what his I am willing means. Okay, so if he's willing, he can heal us. Oh, he says, I'm willing. Yes, this is why I died on the cross. This is why I shed my blood. This is why I came, is for you to be healed. So let's turn our attention towards him. Okay, and now I'll I'll give you, you know, about a minute. And just out of that love of God that's flowing up and bubbling up, coming up inside of you, I just want you to start declaring healing things towards that person. We're not begging God to do anything. You're just going to declare healing. You're going to tell that symptom to go, that sickness to leave. You're going to release life and healing. Okay, go. (laughs) Oops. More, Jesus, more. More of your goodness. More of your beauty. More of your holiness. More of your life. More of heaven. More of your presence. More joy. Yeah, more Jesus. Jesus. More, God, more. 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 Okay, that's good enough. Don't want to pray too hard. <laughs> ha! Okay, the person who received ministry, I want you to just, just take an inventory, check things out. See, and some of you, you won't be able to tell, but many of you will. So just see if there's any diminishing of symptoms, any increase in well-being, any comfort, any, any good things happening... Just check it out and see what's changing. We're looking for something different. Any change? Woo. Ho. Shoo. Shoo. Okay, shh. Wait, can you be quiet? Shh. Okay, listen. If, if you had any change or any new condition, anything improvement, any diminishing of symptoms, would you wave your arm in the air right now? Ho! Look around. Look around. Woo! Ho! Jesus! Whoa! That's amazing. Okay. That's breakthrough in the room right now. That's the now of God in the room. Okay, now one of the keys to breakthrough is recognizing that he's here. So we recognize that he's here as the healer. He's doing something. And so we want to celebrate it. Let's celebrate it really loud. Ho, Jesus. Woo! Jesus, you are the healer right in our room right now. You're doing it. 
Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Okay, who wants to see more? Who? Okay, one of the keys to stay in the awe of God, in the wonder of God, is to recognize what, what he's doing and celebrate it with thanksgiving, and then to say, I want more. Okay, I mean, it's that he created us for that, to go, oh, look what you're doing, this is so good, I gotta have more. That's, that's how he is, that's how he made us. Um, if we just are always thanking him for what we see him doing, we can become complacent. Everything's groovy, yay, 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 God. If we're always asking for more, we can become frustrated. So we want to mix celebration and thanksgiving for what we are seeing with we've got to have more. And so let's all just call out for more right now. We've got to have more. We need more, God. More. 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 Okay. Shh. Yeah. Okay, so let's... Um, we, we want to minister one more time to the person we're ministering to because we want to give them some more, right? So everybody who is ministering to somebody, raise your right hand. Okay, now put your left hand around your right wrist. <laughs> You're loaded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Let's turn our attention to back towards him. He lives in me and I am loaded with everything Jesus carries. Okay, when I count to three, you're going to put that loaded weapon on your friend and release everything he has. One, two, three. (laughs) Yep, more. Yep, we call for the more of heaven, the more. Yep, we thank you for the breakthrough in the room. We just thank you for those conditions that we... We can't see the breakthrough for right now that everything will begin to change and circumstances change in those bodies, each body lining up with the abundance of heaven, the fruitfulness of heaven, the more of heaven incoming. Yep, happy bodies heal quicker. I think that's true. <laughs> okay, let's, let's take a moment and check out, you know, just take an inventory, check out your situation. If you're feeling anything different, you may have a condition you can't test, but if you're feeling something inside, you know God's touched you even, even though you can't test it yet. But if, if there's anything that's changing, any diminishing of symptoms, go ahead. Would you wave your hand for us? I, we just want to celebrate what God is doing in the room. Keep waving so everybody can look around and see. Keep waving. Look at what God's doing in the room. Ho! Jesus. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Oh, there's more. There's so much more. Um, How about everybody sit down for just a moment? Can I come down this side? Does this side work? We got steps, sort of. 
<laughs> oh, there are steps. Yes. <laughs> How perfect. Ho! Ho! Shoo! <laughs> okay. Um, if you... If you experienced anything happening in your body when you received ministry, would you stand up? Because we just want to look around. We, we, just, we just want to celebrate. God, you're so good. Woo! Woo! Jesus. Ho! Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. There's more. Thank you. There's even more. This is the breakthrough for everyone else in the room. Thank you. Okay, you, you can be seated. One of the things that we need to know is that if I still need breakthrough for my healing and I look at you getting your breakthrough, I have a choice. I can say, oh God, why'd you heal them? You didn't heal me. Or I can go, I'm going to celebrate their breakthrough because their breakthrough is my breakthrough. Ho! Jesus! Because it's the now of God in the room. It's the breakthrough. And I can pull on that breakthrough and things begin to change in me. True. Um, I, I just want to share one. I feel like I want to share one little story. Boom. So, um, so Chris used to live with us when we lived on the Sacramento River. We had this beautiful little condo with balconies that hung out over the river. And, and I used to sit out on the balcony and watch the river go by, the Sacramento River. It's beautiful. You know, just the water flowing every day. We'd see bald eagles would fly down and catch trout and sit on the rock and eat them. And, and just amazing wildlife that we got to watch all the time. Otters playing in the water, going downstream. There's all kinds of animals and the beauty of the water flowing all the time. And one morning, I, you know, I was just watching the dawn come over the river and the sun rise and sparkle on the river and, and just thinking, God, your abundance is so amazing. And then I just thought, you know, this river, it's always flowing. Every day, it just keeps flowing by. It's like this patch of water that's going by. I've never seen this patch go by before. Every moment, it's a new patch. It never runs out. That's amazing. And I started thinking, oh, God, that's like your, your love, your grace, your love for us. It just keeps coming. It's, you know, it, it never stops. And as I was meditating on that, and how many of you have ever had a vision? Anybody ever had a vision? Okay. Have you got it all figured out how they work? <laughs> Is it my imagination? Am I out of my body, in my body? I have no idea. But in this vision, all of a sudden, God picked me up off the deck, and he put me right in the middle of the Sacramento River, right up to my mouth, and he said, drink. You know, he goes, drink, drink as much as you want. You know, this river's flowing by, it's rushing by. He goes, drink, drink, drink all you want. You know. <laughs> and then he goes, that's how much of my grace and love you've tasted. Oh. It's so big and vast all around us. And what we've tasted is only a tiny bit, but it's all available. And this is what we need to see. It's not, I've been shut off from the abundance and I'm only getting a tiny bit. It's, I can only handle a tiny bit of the huge abundance, but it's all available and accessible. 
And so his healing, it's not like, oh, you know, I prayed for somebody and their headache went away. That's all I know how to do. No, that's, that's breakthrough. But the whole river is yours. Oh, true. Maybe you believe for a financial breakthrough and you got a few bucks. Hey, the whole abundance of heaven is yours. And so this is why we give thanks for the things that we do see. And we go, yeah, that's what I've tasted so far. But I have access to everything, all of it. I, I can't even gulp it down. But I have access to it. It's all available. Whoa, isn't that amazing? You know, Chris talked about God. You know, he's a giver. He's the giver. Ah, His giving is so ridiculously abundant. It's huge. It's the universe. I mean, really. You know, scientists, they get bigger and bigger telescopes and spaceships and stuff, and they're saying, you know, how big the universe is. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Why do you have to make it so big? If, you know, if he made it, you know, if we're on Earth and it's for us, just because he could, because that's who he is. He's that big. When he does something, and, and so we need, we're renewing our mind constantly away from the little God that does these little things that we need sometimes, if we're good, <laughs> to this giant God that is a mighty rushing river rushing by us all the time, and we've only tasted a tiny bit. And so we thank him for the tiny taste, and we go, I want more. (laughs) So stand up and and reach out your arms. We're going to do a prophetic act. Stretch your arms out as wide as you can. Don't hit the person in the face next to you. And just go, we want more. (laughs) Oh, let's give it up for Jesus. Come on. I really like going to this church. Wow. How many of you guys here have been healed of something for longer that you've had longer than five years? Raise your hand. Longer than five years. Anybody get healed of something longer than 10 years? You've had it for 10 years or longer. So hand back there, hand over there. Come on. Yay, God. Let's give God another hand. Wow. Well, I'm going to dismiss you guys in a second. Um, we've just been having a lot of fun. Before we do that, uh, we just really feel like we want to, I feel like there's people in this room right now that, uh, that don't know Jesus. And we are, I think, honestly, one of our, when we launched this church, we want to provide every opportunity for people to know him. And so we preach the gospel almost, I think, every Sunday in some form or another. Chuck just preached the gospel. It's the good news. Yeah. Yeah, hey, if... Uh, Hey, if you're here and, 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 and you've, been, you've been impacted by what you've seen and you don't know God and you felt his, you've had to have seen the love just blowing up everywhere in here. His love manifested so many ways. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, if, you, if you're not following him, maybe even you've stepped away from him for a while because stuff happened in life. Um, <laughs> today's a really good day. 
If you've needed an invitation, you've, you've got lots of invitations. And this is one. So I just want to, right now, just with all eyes open, if, if you, if I, I don't care what you've never, you've never known him before, you've never known this God before of love, or, or you haven't been with him for a while and you're ready to come back because something got ignited in your heart today. I want you to raise your hand. And I'll wait a few minutes too. Come on, I see your hand over there. It's beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, anybody else? Come on. Come on, I'm not in a hurry. If you, de- if you declare for people, he'll declare you for his, his Father in heaven. Just confess that he's good and he's God and you need him. Come on. Well, I'm going to stand up here a little bit afterwards. If, if, if that was you, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you can turn to the person next to you and tell them and they'll pray for you or I'll pray for you up here. Let me just pray for us and we'll... Uh, to see what God does. By the way, if you still need prayer, if you need a word from God, I I encourage you, everybody in our church, for the most part, almost everybody, knows how to pray. So if you're visiting, find someone next to you. They're going to blow your minds probably. So normally we have a prayer prayer team up here. We're not going to do that today. You are the prayer team today and every Sunday. So thank you, Father. Ah, we love you, God. You are a wonderful Father. You have more than enough every single moment we look at you, God. We bless you. And we just thank you for all the love poured out. God, we thank you for all the miracles. We thank you for your presence. And, and Father, I thank you that you've done things in people that they don't even know yet. <laughs> what an adventure, God. Thank you, Lord. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.